0: Thank you, Lord. (laughs) Praise the Lord. So, today I am sharing on an open heaven and earthly portals or doors. And before I say anything, I just want to commit it to the Lord in prayer. Thank you, Lord, for your word. Thank you for your presence in this place. And Lord, I pray that everything I share just now would glorify Jesus Christ and that your kingdom would come in this meeting. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Amen. So, hands up who would love to live every single day under God's open heaven, where there's no lack. And it is peace, joy, uh, and the Holy Ghost. And there's not a lack of resources. And it is blessing, blessing, blessing. So to a lot of people, that would sound impossible because it's not really taught that much um, in the church, in the body of Christ. But I believe that it's what the Lord wants for each one of us who's in Christ. So that's the very basis of being able to have an open heaven over you. And I'll describe what an open heaven is and how we can help that be a reality in our life. Every single day, no matter what is going on around us, Uh, We can have this in our life every single day. But there's a few things that we have to do um, that God says in his word brings that about. And I'll share them here. And this is just a quick zoom through this because it is a massive subject, even though it's not really shared that much. It's, um, It's so rich and deep and it's all throughout the Bible even in the Old Testament and in the New Testament. So, an open heaven is not for everyone. An open heaven is for a child of the living God who knows Jesus Christ as their saviour, as their Lord. People who are not saved, who don't have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ, cannot, apart from God's grace, cannot live under an open heaven because it's one of the blessings that belong to us as a child of God when we come to Christ. It's our birthright because the scriptures tell us that we are co-heirs with Christ when we... Come to him in faith, when we repent, when we see we need a saviour, when we see we're hopeless on our own, and Jesus has done everything for us that needed to be done, and when we see that and we accept Jesus as our saviour and Lord, we then are part of the kingdom of God, the kingdom that has a king, Jesus, he's a king of all kings, the Lord of all lords, It talks about that in Revelation. So, we are part of the family of God, and that is the basis for an in heaven. It's not possible if we're not in Christ. But what can happen is a lot of people are truly saved, they're born again in the Spirit of God, but like Hosea 4.6 says, My people perish for lack of knowledge. There are so many people in the kingdom of God walking about like paupers when they're actually part of the royal family of God. God the Father, maker of heaven and earth, he says that we are co-heirs with Christ. He's adopted us into his family and God's not a man that he can lie. He says this in his words in various places and We need to believe that because one of the things about an open heaven and just about living in the kingdom of God, we have to operate in faith. That's the currency of the kingdom of God. Because Jesus told the disciples when they asked him, help us to pray. How do we pray, Lord? What do we say? And he says, you know, pray. Our father who art in heaven, thy kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. And so Jesus was saying then to the disciples that this kingdom that God has and it's in the heavens, in the third heaven, that it's possible for us to live on earth manifesting the blessings of that in our lives we don't need to wait until we go to be with the Lord we can have that now and I believe that's what God the Father wants us to have especially in the days we're living in just now where it talks about it in Isaiah 61 and 2 it says arise and shine for the light has come and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you it also talks about darkness covers the land gross darkness the people that is what we've got at the moment in our country, in our world it's all around us we know that, we feel or sense the darkness and so God has an alternative to that for us he wants us in spite of that, in spite of what's going on around us in spite of the condition of this world in our country he wants us every single one of us as his children to live under an open heaven every day and this is entirely possible but so many people either haven't heard of this or they don't know how to go about it they might say that's brilliant that's what i want to be like So how do I go about it? Well, first of all, as I was saying, people have to understand who they are in Christ. It's foundational for anything like this in the kingdom of God. We need to understand that Jesus has made it possible for us to live this way by what he did for us. It's got absolutely nothing to do with us initially. Um, It's the grace of God, it's the love of God. But once we come to Christ, then we really need to know who we are. Because one of the things in the world just now that is causing great confusion, upset, is people's identities. So, talking about who we are in Christ, so that is key. And so many people today in the world are very confused about their gender, and it brings with it darkness, depression, And God doesn't want that for his children in the kingdom. He wants us to know who we are. He wants us to know that our identity has changed. The minute we come into the kingdom of God, we are born again. And Jesus says that, behold, all things become new. The past gone, we're new creations in Christ And those new creations, God himself says, are more than conquerors. So the power of God in us is so crucial in the days that we're in because if we don't know who we are, we're going to stumble, we're going to fall. And something I see sadly at the moment in the body of Christ is people who are giving in, To a spirit of fear. And there's fear all around us. We cannot give in to that spirit of fear because that is how the kingdom of darkness operates. It operates through fear. Mm -hmm. And that actually opens up a door for the enemy. So we don't want to operate in fear. God does not give us a spirit of fear but one of power, love, and a sound mind. And so we want to operate in faith, and faith comes by hearing the words of God. And so we hear it because people are speaking it out like I am now, mm-hmm. and when you're on your own, you can speak the word of God out. <clears throat> so our faith grows, and as our faith grows, we should start to see who we are in Christ and operate in that. And the kingdom of God is full of blessings, and God wants us to not only experience the blessings that he has made available to us in Christ, he wants us to show others who maybe don't know about it and help them to have a completely different perspective on who they are as a child of God. because. Your your perspective changes everything. Uh, Two people can look at the same thing, but depending on their perspective, they can see it entirely differently. And God wants us to see the truth of who we are in Christ. And that is the basis of an open heaven. When we realize what's going on, then we can actually move from that very basic position of knowing who we are, our identity in Christ, not through us. Then we can start to look at all these other things in the kingdom of of God. And so, what is an open heaven, and how do we go about experiencing it in our lives? So, there's many places in the Bible that talk about an open heaven. And there's one of the most famous in the Old Testament, Jacob. That's in Genesis 28, 12. And it talks about Jacob had a dream. He was running away, basically, from Esau, who he conned uh, out of his birthright. And Jacob's having a dream. And he lies his head down in this stone. And then he sees this ladder going from well, coming down from the third heaven where God's throne is and going up and he sees it full of angels coming up and down to the earth. And God shows him that this is a gateway, an open door into the kingdom of God. And this is the way that we can actually live on earth. That was not just for Jacob, just for special people. Now in Christ, we are co-heirs with Jesus Christ and God wants us to experience this power of heaven on earth in our lives because it's through the power of God that we can see people delivered, we can see them healed, we can see... Uh, things like, well, let me explain. What does an open heaven bring into your life? An open heaven, and then I'll tell you how to get the open heaven. An open heaven will cause you to live in plenty. Financially, you will be... A lender, not a borrower. Where does that come from? If you go to Deuteronomy 28, verses 1 to 12, it talks in the Old Testament there about the blessings of God. And this is what God wants to give each one of us, the blessings that we will be the head and not the tail, that um, we'll be blessed going out, coming in, that we won't have any lack. that means financially. And we will not borrow, but lend. And so there's all these blessings that are contained there. And there are conditions in the word of God. Many times there's conditions for things. They don't just automatically happen. And it talks there about... We're obedient to God. That shows we love God. And obviously we need to have faith and believe God, that he's the rewarder of those who trust and believe in him. Because further on, it tells us what happens if we're not. And that is where it talks about curses. And a lot of people live under this, a curse And they would, you might hear them talk about the heavens are like brass. They pray and pray and nothing happens. And even things get worse. They just seem to like, you know, when they pray, the heavens are as brass. You hear people talking that way. And that is because they don't have an open heaven over them. They don't either understand how to get that or they're not operating in faith. They've got sin in their life they're not taking to God and dealing with. And so that can block that. And fear can block that because God wants us to operate in faith. It pleases him. It says, without faith... It is impossible to please God. And that's quite a statement. So we really need to believe God, even when he says something like this that seems so incredible, especially in the days we're living in just now, we need to believe that God's telling us the truth, and that is possible. And it is possible. So... Another example of this in the New Testament, with Jesus in fact, and this shows us in Christ in the New Testament, it talks in Matthew 3, verse 16, and I'll just read it from the King James. This is where Jesus is at the River Jordan, and you know, he's come in uh, touch with John the Baptist and they've been talking and John the Baptist's not sure, is this the Messiah? You know, he's like, he knows he's looking out for him and he knows he's preparing the way for him, but it's like, is this guy him? And, you know, so this is going on in the background before this happens. And then John the Baptist is baptising people in the River Jordan and then Jesus tells him you know to do the same to him and John the Baptist has now realised who he's talking to, realises who Jesus is and he's going what, I'm not fit to tie your sandals what, baptise you me, why you're the son of God and Jesus tells him, go ahead, do it. So, Jesus goes down into the waters in the River Jordan and he comes back up again. And he does that not because he needs to repent of anything. He didn't sin ever. He did that for us and to show us something. And in verse 16 it says, Matthew 3, and Jesus when he was baptized, went up straight away out of the water, and lo, the heavens were opened unto him. And he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and lighting upon him. And verse 17, and lo, a voice from heaven said, this is my beloved Son in whom I am well. So this is actually showing us an open heaven above Jesus where the Holy Spirit in the form of a dove manifests and then we have God the Father. So we've got the trinity here. And we have that when there's an open heaven. You know, God the Father is active. The Holy Spirit is active. And in Christ, we're active. And so... That's right from the very start of Jesus' ministry. Because after that, he was into the wilderness. Um, Right at the very start, there's this open heaven. And right at the very start of our Christian walk, our Christian life, that is what God wants for each one of us, his children. He wants us to have that open heaven over our lives. So how... Is that possible? Well, I've talked about if we don't know who we are in Christ, then we can't do much. We need to, first of all, like I said, know who we are, our identity is in Christ. It's not about us. The old's passed away. We're new creations now. The Holy Spirit is in us. And that is the power of God. So... We need to know who we are in Christ. Once we do, we need to operate in faith. Because it's faith that pleases God. It's faith that God responds to. Not crying, not self-pity, not blaming other people, not taking offence with things that are going on around us, not thinking, poor me. God responds to faith. And... That shows God that we're believing in Him, spite of what we see. Because the kingdom of God operates that way. We don't go by what we see. And so, the other thing that opens the heavens to us is praising God. When we praise God, there is such power in that. Praising God. And it's not dependent on what's happening in our lives. No, God wants us to praise him for who he is, to praise the Lord for what he's done for us. He wants us to praise him at all times, in every situation. And he will respond and our situation will change. And so another part of having an open heaven above you is what you say out your mouth. There's so many people who don't understand about the power of their own words. And it tells us in Proverbs 18, 21, death and life are in the power of the tongue. People reap what they sow and it is so true you hear people saying, that's name it, claim it, that's not true. No, it is true. It's in the word of God. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. So what comes out of our mouth actually will manifest if we keep saying it. And that applies to when what we're saying is based on fear which is how the kingdom of darkness operates and gets the devil a road into our life, or if we operate in faith. And to do that, we speak God's word over a situation, over our lives, over our families, over our nation. No matter what we see, we speak God's word. Job twenty. 2.28 says, you shall decree a thing and it shall be established. So God's saying there, you decree a thing and it will be established on earth as it is in heaven. It's so very powerful. And when we operate in faith, that is the key. People can say all sorts out their mouth, but they don't maybe believe it. And they just repeat it like, you know, in the world there's this thing, law of attraction, and it's part of the new age, it's part of the occult. and But it's, you know, people think, oh, is that not how God operates? God operates in faith, in him and his word. And when we decree a thing and we believe what we're seeing, we believe it because God looks at the heart. He knows the people who are saying it and meaning it, and they're saying it with intention. That's very important. What you say you must have intention about. And when you do that, it changes things. And so it changes our focus as well. When we start to decree things, we start to sort of have our spirit built up we start to see the kingdom of God starting to manifest around us, and we, you know, just praise God for it because it works. That is, it's not about a formula, it's about a person, it's about Jesus Christ in us and the benefits of being a child of God. The blessings of Abraham are ours when we believe God, when we're obedient, and when we don't allow sin to stay in our lives when we see what's going on we get rid of it as quick as we can. So another thing, decrees are so important, especially nowadays what we're seeing all around us. We need to decree what God says about the nation of Scotland, the nation of the UK. God says a lot about the way he wants things to be and we need to focus on that. We need to focus and decree with intention into the spiritual atmosphere and we'll see God's kingdom come on earth. And another way we can have an open heaven is through giving. Very, very important. And I'm not going to go into our tithes for today. It's not about just that. It's about, even before the law, Abraham met this person who was called Melchizedek, and he gave out of being so blessed by God. He wanted to give to this person as a show of how grateful he was to how God had blessed him. I mean, Abraham had an army. He was so blessed by God. And Abraham's heart, he wanted to give back, you know, the first fruits. He wanted to give back to God. And God saw his heart and it pleased him. And then it became, you know, part of, talks about it in Malachi 3 about giving. And that's a whole massive subject in its own. But the kingdom of God wants to bless us financially. It's not just all about spiritual blessings. We operate on earth at the moment in a system that has economies, money. That's how transactions happen. And God wants us to have money. And it's not so we go out and we show off with it and, you know, use it for nefarious purposes. It's to build the kingdom of God and to have this economy that the enemy can't touch. He cannot touch it. And if we operate in that economy, we don't need to worry about, any sort of economy that seems to be on the horizon because we'll be operating under an open heaven and we'll be operating in the power of God, in the kingdom of God, and we'll be giving because when you think, oh, no, wait a minute, I can't give. I don't have very much. I need to keep all that to myself. Well, that is not operating in faith. That's operating in fear, in lack. And that's not part of the kingdom of God. And God wants to bless us financially too. So I'm just touching on these things because these are <laughs> studies in themselves. So those things there are part of what can open the heavens above our lives. And, you know, we can operate every single day moment of the day under an open heaven, in our house, as we're going out and about, in our workplace, in our church, in every area of our life, but we must believe it's possible and this is an area where those who are involved in the occult, they understand this, Paul talks about it. He talks about when he was taken to the third heaven. And so what we have is we're on earth. We have a physical body at the moment. And that is fitted out to operate in this natural, material, physical world. But we are spiritual beings. And we are in this body at the moment. One day we'll get a perfect body and there'll be no more creaking of the floorboards or knees. (laughs) But at the moment we're in the world in this physical body which ages and um, one day that won't be the case. But God's kingdom is in us through Jesus Christ our Lord. The kingdom of God is within you, Jesus told the disciples. They're looking about for it, like, where is it? Where can we go and get it? And Jesus is going, the kingdom of God is within you. So it's like, oh, wait a minute, what does that mean? Well, God's spirit, the Holy Spirit, when Christ comes in us, the Holy Spirit comes in to live with us. We are now the temple of God. He's not in a building anymore, although there's buildings that are sanctified, holy places. No two ways about that. But we are the temple of God now. God lives in us. And so God is in us. There's also this third heaven. And the third heaven, like Jacob saw in his dream, staircase is more the, the word in Hebrew um, ladder, staircase, it goes up and down and these angels are coming down and going up and the angels actually bring the blessings of God to us. Angels are very, very busy in the kingdom of God and that is something that you know, we can have in our lives, angels ministering to us and angels operating in our life when we understand these things. Again, it's back to Hosea 4.6, my people perish for lack of knowledge. Not necessarily knowledge about the world, knowledge about the word of God and what he says the truth is. And so, third heaven, where God's throne is. And that is the governmental courts of heaven. Again, that's another subject, which is incredible. So third heaven that Paul saw. And then this ladder coming down to Jacob, obviously on the earth to a place that he named Bethel, house of God. And Jacob kept going back to Bethel. Quite a few times God led him back there. But just talking about the third heaven. So there is this uh, gate that Jacob saw, an open door, and and the open door is talked about when Jesus is giving John revelation knowledge and revelation, he talks about the open door as well. So it's actually more common than people think. Open doors into the heavens, an open heaven. So to come down onto the earth from the third heaven, what we want is a passage that's unimpeded. Because if that happens, if we have an open heaven, say, coming into our nation, like, you know, Isaiah 61 and 2 talks about the darkness. If we have an open heaven through decrees, praise, faith that God's got a plan, it's not what we're seeing in the media, if we believe what God says, then we can see over our nation, an open heaven. And when that happens, that is what brings revival. And there's been open heavens over many places in Scotland that have had revival come to them. But then, sadly, it doesn't always stay open because people either don't value it or they don't pray or they don't believe God, and and so it can close over again. So what we want is an open heaven over our lives, over our families, over our town, over our country. And so what could stop that? Apart from fear and apart from not believing God, not having faith, having doubt and unbelief, I mean, that was where Jesus couldn't do many miracles in that town because of doubt and unbelief. And Jesus didn't have any sin in There was nothing about Jesus that caused that. It was the people who lived there who were in unbelief and doubt. And so that brings about an atmosphere that's a spiritually dark atmosphere and it can block what God's wanting to do. This is what people who operate in the occult know very well. And what they know is that when the angels are coming to earth, from the third heaven, they pass through what's called the second heaven. The second heaven is where the devil operates and his angels, the demons... The second heaven is where the prince of the power of the air operates. And we know that because when we go back and look in Daniel, Daniel was actually praying for, you know, (laughs) an open heaven. But it took three weeks for the angel to come down. And the angel went, the first day you prayed, I was on my way. But it took three weeks, Daniel said. And that's because he said that the king of Persia stood against him. Now that, that wasn't a physical king, that was a principality and power. That was when you look in Ephesians 6. Um it talks about spiritual warfare, our armour. In Ephesians, you know, it talks about. We're not fighting flesh and blood and our weapons of warfare are not human. Um, They're mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. And so you can have over a nation, over a town, over a village, over your own home, this barrier to the open heaven. And that is why the people in the occult know so much about the spiritual realm. They're just tapping into the wrong one. Um, they're deceived. But they understand that they go to what's called the high places. And that can be often uh, a mountain, somewhere high like that. And they have the rot they do their stuff. And they know that the prince of the power of the air responds to that. And so what happens is a stronghold's built up over that area and it blocks the blessings from God in the third heaven. And many people don't know that. They just don't understand that this is reality, and but they can feel it. You can walk around and if you are spiritually sensitive, you can walk into an area and immediately you sense the darkness. You sense that oppression. And that is because somehow the enemy's got a stronghold there. So are we just like powerless over that? You know, are we just got to go, well, it's got to live under this darkness, I suppose? no. Absolutely not, because we're ambassadors for Christ on earth, and where there's darkness, we can bring light, the light of God, so we can make decrees. This is where it all fits together. God's got it all sussed. It's all done for us. We just have to operate in it. And so when we make decrees, when we go, no, devil. You are not operating in this area. In the name of Jesus, I take authority over you because we have authority in Christ. Luke ten nineteen, Jesus said to the disciples, and it includes us, Behold, I give unto you power to tread in snakes and scorpions. That's all these demons. That's all stuff in the devil's kingdom. And over all the power of the enemy not over but a but over all the power of the enemy, and nothing whatsoever shall harm you. So we need to believe that, and we need to take out the kingdom of darkness when we see it. Whenever we see it, whether we wake up one morning and it's like, what's going on? We take it out over our life, over our home, over our children, over our area. And that allows God to bring the blessings that he wants to give us. And it knocks out what's going on in the second heaven. Because the enemy has no power against a Christian who knows who they are in Christ. That terrifies the kingdom of darkness. And that's something that the enemy tries to stop people of God knowing about. So it's essential we know who we are in Christ and not get into fear by, yeah, we don't want to be ignorant of the devil's devices. We do want to see what's you know going on in the world. Lots of things happening very fast at the moment. But it's to come against these things, decree against them, And stand against them. Not to go, oh my goodness, what am I going to do? That's not how we're to operate in God's kingdom. We're heirs with Jesus Christ. And we need to understand that and operate in it. And when we do, God will bless us because he honours faith and it pleases him when we believe him. And step out, not just go, I believe you. We do nothing. So... The cult understand about the second heaven. They go up to high places and um, they do all their stuff. So we can tear down the high places. You know, we, we see what happens when Elijah came. The 400 prophets of Baal, Baal I mean, what want call them? And they were absolutely... There was actually a lot more than 400, but they... they They had no power against Elijah. He knew the power of God. He knew the power of an open heaven. And he actually went, you know, soak it all in water. And um, when you read that, it's incredible. It's how God wants us to operate. That was the Old Testament. And this is a better covenant we've got in the New Testament because of Jesus. So... We need to have the power of the Holy Spirit operating in us. If we haven't got that, we need to get it today. Because the Holy Spirit comes into us when we're born again. But that's not the end of it. The Holy Spirit wants to fill us to overflowing so that what's in us, the power of God, overflows out into every area. We walk on, you know, every place the sole of your foot treads upon I have given you, God said to Joshua. So again, that's God's the same yesterday, today, and forever. So why he's saying in his word, then he means for us. So we can have kingdom authority on earth. Wherever we walk the devil should run away. When we submit to God and resist Satan, he will flee. Mm-hmm. He won't just say, oh, Okay, I'm all. he will flee. He fleeing is running away for your life. He will flee. So we stand against the devil. And something that's very, very important. You cannot, so many Christians at the moment, especially are living in fear of the devil, fear of the enemy. Oh, I better not open my mouth and say that, or I'll get hammered. It's not how God wants us to be. He wants us to make the devil think that. Uh-oh. Because in the spiritual realm, the people who operate in the occult can see what we carry. They operate in ways that many Christians have no clue about. They're very, per- very perceptive in the spirit. And that's how we need to be. You know, God gives us a discerning of spirits of good and evil. And, you know, the powers of darkness see what we're carrying. And they'll flee. They will flee. Now, things can happen in our lives, But a lot of time, it's maybe God refining us, allowing things. And we need to discern, you know, what's going on in our life. But we allow the enemy far too much leeway into our lives, our families' lives, into our nation, when we've got power to stop it, reverse it and bring the glory of God. So the open heaven is the way God wants us to live every single day as his child, as an ambassador for Jesus Christ. I mean, just imagine if we lived like that, every single one of us, people out there would be like, wow, what is going on with them? I want that. What is it? I want that. That's why people are attracted to the occult, because they see the power. Now, they want the power without changing their lifestyle. They want the power without submitting to God. But if people see the power of God in action through us, they will want it. They will want to know, wait a minute, everybody else is terrified. Why are you not wearing a mask? Why are you different to everybody else that's terrified? And we can say, I'm a child of a living God. And we can explain to them that instead of this sort of uh, almost pathetic, powerless sort of um, religion, which God doesn't want, He wants us to be warriors for Christ. He wants us to operate in the power of his Holy Spirit, the power of God, the anointing. And when we have an open heaven, we will also have the power of God operating. And that is when you get the glory manifesting in a meeting. That is when people get healed. That's when miracles happen. That's when people give their heart to Jesus And that happens in meetings where the people who are the leaders know who they are in Christ, and they're not blocking the Holy Spirit, and they have prayed and decreed and they've got an open heaven. And the glory of God comes and fills the temple. And people, their lives are changed. And we can operate in that in our own lives. We don't have to just wait till we come to church once or twice a week we can operate in our own lives like this every single day we just have to believe what God says and then operate in it not get into fear because that will short circuit the whole thing and we'll see if we do this because it's conditional if we do this. God will respond because it will please him. We're operating in faith. We're speaking out our mouths with intention what he wants to happen, and things will change. And so this is just scratching the surface about an open heaven because it ties in the kingdom of God on earth. It ties in with all sorts of incredible things that people need to hear in these days because God is calling out people who believe him, who will operate in the power of his Holy Spirit and who will change nations because that's what is entirely possible if we just believe. And we do what God tells us and there's different things that I've shared here that make that possible. But I hope this has blessed you and maybe we'll do a part two. <laughs> but thank you, Lord. So, Father, we just commit this into your hands. I thank you, Lord, for what you've shared this day. And, Father, I pray that as we go into this week, that you will enable us to see how an open heaven operates in each of our lives and that we'll see not only breakthroughs where things have been stuck, but we'll see your glory manifest in our homes, in our families, in the area we live in and that we will never want to go back to live the way we've been living. We didn't know about this before. So we give you all the praise and all the glory. In Jesus' precious name, it's all about him. Amen. Amen.